Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads and today's guest is Vern Oakley. Vern is the CEO of Tribe Pictures and in today's world, many employees are detached, disenchanted and disengaged. According to research, 57% of employees only complete trainings because they have to 69% of employees are actively seeking or open to a new job offer. And three out of four employees have forgotten some or all of the, the last mandatory training that, that they completed. And so Vern, with his new book, Leadership of Focus, Bringing Out the Best on Camera, is really going into details about how to share the best ways to get the best out of video and how to make sure that your employees and leaders are keeping everyone engaged. Welcome to the show, Vern. Thanks, Tyle. Looking forward to chatting. Likewise, the pleasure is mine. So why don't you give us a little background? What led you down this path? How did you become such an expert in video and really turning that video into something that sparks and boosts engagement? Well, um, I started way back in um, when I first got out of college in the television news industry in Washington, D.C., and I got to see how politicians performed and was editing the evening news. And then I moved to New York City and got involved with theater and was studying, you know, how to direct performances of actors. And I got invited to be at the Actors Studio to study with uh, the renowned film director Arthur Penn, who had directed Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, and I spent six years studying how to get really great performances uh, with actors and what those methods were. And then when I shifted my career into making more business films, um, I found that the skills that I'd learned in working with actors were kind of appropriate but not quite right. So I took the information that I'd sort of learned over the years and started applying it to working with real people. And that's where I sort of developed this sort of system of bringing out the authentic you on camera. Um, and it's been very successful. You know, people, you know, move from, you know, being afraid to being pretty good to being very good to being great on on camera with just a, a few times of working together 
Oh, wow. Wow. And then obviously working with actors, then you started to work with companies like uh, KPMG, Stanley Black, Decker, Hess, and Activist. And the reason why I bring this up is because I, I mentioned with the, uh, I mentioned to you earlier that I do work with, um, you know, companies and I do end up doing a lot of these trainings, sometimes with videos and sometimes audio workshops. And I'm always curious about how to communicate those key corporate messages. So how do those companies that you worked with end up uh, being able to communicate those key corporate uh, messages and actually leave an impact? Well, that's a great question, Tayo. Um, really what companies are looking for is they're not looking to make a video. They're really looking to solve some sort of business challenge, and that challenge could be making sure that the right people come to apply for jobs at their company. That business challenge could be making sure that the culture of two companies that are joined together really kind of merge and they take the best elements from both the different cultures. Um, that could be to exciting people about investing in the stock. And so when we determine the business opportunity, then we start to dig deeply into what we want the audience to think or to do or to feel or to buy or buy into. And once you determine this most important audience, uh, new recruits, you know, potential investors, um, whoever that is and how you want them to, you know, appreciate your company, then we sort of work backwards to find the proof points. And once you find the proof points, then you try to dramatize those in the films that you're making. And those could be by casting somebody who is just a fabulous employee who people will want to um, be like, um, or you know, talking about you know a unique investment opportunity where there's an expansion possibility into the emerging markets or something like that. And, and that's sort of our process. No, and it, that's actually that's so fascinating to me because. Obviously, I'm, uh, I, you know, you see movies, you can understand where different parts of the video are trying to evoke certain type of emotion. And sometimes it's really hard to even picture that in a work environment because you're, maybe you're doing HR training to video. Maybe it's diversity and inclusion. And it's hard to figure out what's a climax, what's a, what's the biggest point there. And it's hard to just remember things that would actually cause you to, to say, well, that is what I got from that image. And you're saying with what, how you work with companies, you work to find that story and the ultimate big idea, and then you work backwards towards doing that. Absolutely. And one you, you mentioned a key word, um, which is story, and that I believe that the sort of output of the most important strategies is a good story because the CEOs that are most effective, you look at Mark Zuckerberg, um, and, and others like him, they, they tell a really good story and they pull you into what the company's about and what the mission is and what the values are. And, and that story, whether it's told by the CEO or it's put in the employee's mouth when we're vi videotaping them, um, really starts to pull people in and attract people. Um, because this is the kind of company I want to do business with or this is the company I want to work for or this is the kind of company I want to invest in. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, story is a big part. Key elements needed in any video to ensure viewers are engaged from authenticity to clarity and transparency or what, though? I'm, I'm curious because, obviously, a good video should inspire a tribe. A good video is something that you want people to be influenced to take action. Story is the big idea. Are there any other key elements for videographers watching right now or listening and leaders thinking of hiring people like yourself? Are there key elements that they can work on to make your job easier? Sure. Well, you want people to really, you know, 
tell a true story and you want the people that are telling the story to be authentic or we won't believe them. So uh, that authenticity is something that you are always looking for and we're casting for because some people, you know, are naturally better on camera. And we don't always have a tremendous amount of time to work with everyone. Um, so if you have a, an authentic you know, story that contains the key messages that are essential to move that audience, that particularly well-described, well-chosen audience, um, that's the best thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine. Okay, what about um, figures and facts? Yeah, these are things – I go to a lot of conferences – Go to a lot of uh, uh, businessy type environments. You've got those those charts, those graphs, those elements to show 2000 to 2017. Those things, they're good. But sometimes, if you start to see a lot of them, your eyes can sort of glaze over and be like, "Ah, oh, there's another one. There's another one." How do you turn those things into story that people can connect and retain? Well, the main thing you're trying to do is to personalize those facts and figures because you're absolutely right. If, if it's just a series of facts and figures, you know, I, I like to say information is important. It leads to understanding. But if you want to move people, you need emotion, and emotion moves people to action. So we, you, what you're trying to do is take those facts and figures and, and create them in an emotional way so that people can relate to them. And that one of the things is in terms of human beings, we try to make sense out of our lives. We try to make sense out of the world. We try to make sense out of the companies that we work for through the stories we hear and the stories we tell. So uh, when you're trying to move people, facts and figures can do it if they're told in the right way. And that, you know, I think the famous, uh, TED Talk by Brene Brown talks about, you know, uh, story is a data with soul. So you're really trying to put some soul into those facts and figures. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's interesting that you bring up Brene Brown because Brene Brown is, is very, very famous for talking about vulnerability, you know, being authentic and walking through the wilderness to really show yourself as you are. And the irony of that is that she talks about how if you be authentic and you're vulnerable, that actually is courage, and that, that's, that's something that draws people in because then you start to build this tribe of people saying, wow, that was me too. I thought I was alone. I thought I was alone. So I, I think it's interesting that you can connect that, obviously connecting those facts and figures to a story, yes, but why is it then that you feel like a lot of companies don't do that? You know, I mean, it feels like a lot of companies have a um, cookie-cutter approach to several trainings, and it, it even goes down to the monotone narrator where it's like uh, – and and it has all those olden days type of music, like the elevator type music, where you just feel like, oh my god, I'm about to just uh, sleep for this two hours. Why is there why? no shift in that? <laughs> why? I'm just asking why because this is your world. I'm curious. <laughs> well, you know, you want me to solve the problems of all the corporate video world on this call? Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I, I'm I'm curious as to, as to your hypothesis because you. Sometimes the, the the biggest corporates of this are the biggest companies in the world. It's not like they don't have the money to, to fund this. So that leads me to believe that um, obviously one, maybe the, the importance is not there. You know, they just think it's something to check off, right? It's not. There's no connection to the idea that video can engage listeners, uh, can engage employees. So I'm trying to figure yeah. out what that disconnect is. 
Sure, Tayo, I think you're absolutely right. You know, because there are just—I mean, I like to say, listen, I'm so tired of seeing boring corporate videos, and you described them very well with the, you know, elevator music and the blah 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 narrator. So, <laughs> I, I believe that there's a couple of reasons that this happened. Is that people see it as a project or as an opportunity where they have to go into a conference room and be on camera? That's not what it's about. You need to change your mindset. It's sort of like. Um, you know, if you were doing a music video, you wouldn't think it was just about the shoot. You would think it's about the way of promoting your album. Yeah. So you got to think about it as a as a marketer. You got to think about it. it's not me being in the room with the director. It's the director getting a performance out of me that they're going to share with twenty five thousand employees. So if you start to think about, hey, this interview that I'm doing is going to be for the 25,000 employees, maybe you'd give it a little more time, a little more thought. Maybe you'd uh, be a little more entertaining. Yeah. And the other part is I believe that there's been sort of a, a force shield put around these companies, and they think when people walk through the door of their company, somehow they change into a different corporate human being as opposed to the human being that just you know binge watch games of throne over the weekend <laughs> you know and so they're they're not holding themselves to the same standards as you know netflix or amazon or all the fabulous videos in the social media feeds yeah and, and so they have this perception that hey we're in corporate land and that's not true you know people are showing up and giving you their time in exchange for their salary and their benefits um, but they're human beings who need to be treated like human beings and talked to like human beings not like corporate citizens yeah yeah that's that is so true and it's i think once you learn how to talk to people like they are people it, you definitely get that that engagement that connection because people feel like you're not talking um at them you're talking to them but it is so interesting to see the difficulty that happens when people get on camera. I've done this a lot, obviously not as much as you are. You're, you're, you're a veteran filmmaker, you're a legend in the game. But me, you know, as I, as I, you know, I started my career with media, I've done video as well as um, audio and spoken on stages. It's interesting sometimes how some nerves come. When, when the, once you know the camera's on, you, you all of a sudden almost you freeze up. You forget what you're going to say. You worry about the tone of your voice. And just before people said action, you were like, I'm comfortable. So what are strategies that people can really – what strategies rather can you offer to help us relax and be our best authentic self in front of the camera so it doesn't come across as inauthentic? Sure. I, I think that if you think about it in terms of talking to the audience that I – you know. Reference, you know, your twenty-five thousand employees, your, you know, one hundred and fifty best investors, the people who might come and work your company, and, and not just in the general terms that I'm describing, but you actually think of somebody and put that person in your mind. You know, your your neighbor's kid who might want to come work for you, or that particular broker at one of the um, brokerage houses you might be selling the stock to. Um, and, and try to imagine that single person that always helps you. Other thing, you know, is just, you know, you know, we are human creatures and we live in these bodies and these bodies give us a lot of really good signals. So one thing that you'll notice is when you're not feeling totally comfortable on camera is you'll stop to breathe. Yes. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you know, 
um, and that all great athletes and all great performers, you know, actually know that breath really helps to control the body and helps to relax. So if I see somebody who's nervous, I say, hey, let, let's just stop for a second, you know, take a couple of deep breaths, and that gets them right back into, you know, their, their essential self. Um, and that most of the time, in terms of the kinds of work that we do, you know, we're the friendly folks. You know, we're not Mike Wallace in 60 Minutes. We're not any of the people that are on, you know, the, the morning talk shows that are trying to get you about things. We're trying to really pull out the essence of who you are, or as I like to say, we're trying to remove the mask. So the more comfortable you are and making sure that you're comfortable in the surroundings, um, you know, that's really key. In Hollywood, we call Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Them sort of, you know, there's, you know, actors who are director proof. You know, because they're just so good and they know the script. And even if the director's kind of a putz, you know, they can still do a good performance. Um, you know, what we're trying to do is get our people to be so good on camera that no matter who's interviewing them, they can be great. And mm -hmm. so it's speaking from the heart, it's having your body relaxed, and, and it's being clear about your message. Yeah, yeah. That is, uh, that's, that's fascinating. And it's so. Making sure that you're clear by your message, making sure that you breathe, you know, making sure that you, you realize that you're talking to someone and, uh, you know, those type of things, they sort of calm you down. And it's a little bit similar because, you know, I, I do a lot of speaking and sometimes when I go on stages, I remember, <laughs> uh, especially I had a few big events this year and I was, um, very, very nervous, very, very nervous because the audience was big and it was a lot of people. And I remember having to tell myself, who's this for? Who's this for? Who are you talking to? Who will be the person, the person that will benefit from this? How would you, how would you feel if that person came here to hear one thing and feel inspired and, and they couldn't hear it because you, you know, you froze up and stuff like that. And it sort of just, you know, helped me out because I remember, okay, I was talking to one person and then it was many of those type of people and that I obviously am qualified because I got to the position here and that sort of calmed me down. And then I, I reminded myself that I knew exactly what I was talking about. So there was no possibility of me losing that. So then it's just, you know, diffusing the environment. So it sounds like it's the same thing on camera. If you're a CEO talking, you got to be a CEO for a reason. You have all these things to say because you know what to say, and that's why you were picked to say it. So it's just a matter of you realizing that you want to bring out the best leader uh, or inspire them to be the best leader. Think about talking to them in a one-on-one -on -one interview. You know, those are good, good advice. Yeah, I totally agree. Although speaking on stage is a little different than being on camera. The, the whole concept of... <laughs> 
feeling like you know you want to share your knowledge rather than you know you know tell people what you, they have to know is yeah. really a crucial mind shift. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I guess the reason why I brought up the speaking on stage is because sometimes um, when, when you speak, at least when I speak sometimes, it's usually from a point of view to inspire someone to take action, to do something, right? It's more like, because uh, I talk a lot about communicating across cultures and how and what they can do to do that. So it's almost in the same setting as I'm doing my diversity and inclusion training where like, don't, you know, be careful of this, be mindful of that. And so I always think about that and maybe they have a good way to, to you know, lead. It reminds me of, um, what's his name? Uh, late Steve Jobs, his graduation speech at Stanford. I think his thing was just to empower them to really um, connect the dots looking backwards and really just, you know, um, stay foolish and, and dream. And, you know, yeah. but to me, maybe there's just that slight bit of correlation, but I, I definitely understand how the mindset shift is a little different cameras and lights are on there so um but okay and then obviously leadership and focus this is your book it's, it's described as a comprehensive entertaining guide for learners who realize that it's not just who you it's not, it's not just what you say on camera uh it's important is how you say it so what is this book about who is this book for and where can people find it sure um well, we're on uh, Amazon um, and in bookstores around the country. Um, I, I did want to say uh, that in this next week or so, we've worked out a deal with the publisher. So if you're, you know, uh, re you know, listeners are, you know, hearing this, you know, before I think the end of October, we are putting a special on for 99 cents uh, for the ebook, and that. You know, the premise of the book is really that, you know, in today's, you know, society with social media and millennials demanding transparency, one of the greatest currencies that any leader can have, you know, college president, you know, leader of the Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, uh, CEO is authenticity. Mm. However, because of the way we get the information we get you know on, on our phones or our computers and tablets televisions that the leader has to translate that authenticity to being authentic on camera and that's a little bit of a different twist on that and this book is about you know not only authenticity and leadership but bringing that forward to being authentic on camera yeah yeah uh, ladies and gentlemen, Seth Godin described this book this way. He says, every business major takes a writing course, but that's not our future. Instead, everyone with something to say is going to need to say it on camera. And Vernon Oakley's cash, uh, crash course, rather, is a great place to start. And then to your point earlier about today's environment, um, Pamela Slim, who is the author of Body of Work, uh, says, if you don't know how to communicate authentically on camera, your brand, reputation, and impact will suffer. Vern Oakley is the perfect guide to bring in film mastery to change makers, leaders, and entrepreneurs. I know a lot of you listeners are um, change makers or aspiring change makers. Um, a lot of you definitely communicate across cultures and you live in different backgrounds. So learning the art of communicating through video is definitely a skill that's needed in today's world. And to, to Vern's point, as we continue to move into this digital age, it is becoming um, the best way to, to make relationships. We have Instagram um, making... Uh, thought leaders almost every day and you know before that it was vine and now there's youtube so yeah definitely being able to communicate is something that you should you should definitely um check out we'll make sure we'll put that in the show notes and i do appreciate you 
offering that discount of 99 cents. Um, question for you. This is, this is more towards the, uh, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the fun side of the film, um, film elements of your career. So I'm a film buff, you know, movie buff. I love going to see movies and I'm curious what your role was when you were, you know, I guess you're still in the film industry. When you were in industry, what was the most exciting thing for you to see once you, once you yelled action? Well, you know, I, you know, started my career in the theater and then moved into film. Uh, and that I'd say the most exciting thing to me is to see a scene that is so well acted that in the moment on the set, you know, the whole crew is there sort of so moved and, and they are watching this, these two humans interact in a way that's making them cry or laugh. And that if you look from their point of view back to the crew, the crew is trying not to sniffle or trying to hold their laughs in so they don't ruin the take. And I just think that's magical. Yeah, yeah. Which actor or actress did you think was the best at evoking that emotion? Well, um, I, this memory came up to me because there's a scene in my feature film, Columbia TriStar release, released, A Modern Affair, where Stanley Tucci is having this uh, um, moment where his mistress has come and told him she's pregnant. Hmm. And um, that was Stanley Tucci and Mary Jo Salerno. Um, and, and I got to tell you, there was not a dry eye in any member of the crew. It was just such a moving and touching thing about two human beings that were trying to connect that really couldn't and how they missed this opportunity to really be with one another. Oh, no, that's that's amazing. It's uh, it, you know, the other thing that I always think about. I know uh, Blade Runner came out not too much fanfare, unfortunately. But Ryan Gosling, the actor, um, the main actor there, uh, they always talk about his ability to act sometimes without talking, whether it's Drive or other movies. And that's something that you were talking about with when you can evoke em uh, emotions on camera, where people can see from your facial expressions. And, and, and they can really feel something or they can see from your actions or, or just a subtle shift in how you sh how you uh, you change your your expression or your body language. And I'm curious, is that something that you direct for? Do you just tell an actor actors, hey, you know, don't say words, but make me feel something? <laughs> well, what you just described would be results directing, um, which I try not to do, and that what we're trying to do, you know, in working with actors is, you know, I got to tell you, you know, great actors are some of the smartest human beings I've met, and I've met a lot of smart human beings because they understand story, they understand human emotion, and they understand how to move their bodies, um, and, and they understand how we connect as human beings. And so, in that moment that you're you're dis describing what you're looking for um, is a variety of takes that you can put together in the editing room that craft the performance precisely the way you need it to be for the theme of the movie. Okay. Okay. No, this is good. Sorry. I'm, I'm a geek and this is like, uh, this is like one of my few opportunities to talk to someone like you. So I, I have these type of questions. Um, um, and the last one here has to do with a lot of uh, content creators. I have a lot of um, you know, millennials. I have a lot of millennials who are very eager about creating video careers. Right? You've done this yourself. You have a company that does this. It's called Tribe Pictures. 
given today's world where you've got the Netflix, you've got, you know, the so many channels, you know, back in the day, what there was, there wasn't as many channels. That's why, you know, Dallas and who shot JR episode could be, could garner so many, um, millions of views. Same thing with Baywatch and things like that. But now that you have all these interesting platforms where people can go, um, and you also, you have Netflix and Amazon video and HBO go, what is the best way for an aspiring director, aspiring uh, producer, or aspiring uh, videographer to actually build a career? Would you say it's through creating the body of work through the free platforms out there and then going to like, I don't know, Atlanta or Hollywood, or can they do it from their own room? I would say that, that there's two traditional paths that, that people take, and one is it to be makers and to actually you know, make more and more videos and you get your own YouTube channel and you know, now you can become a social influencer, and that, that's a really exciting path. The other is, to, uh, is a little bit more of a traditional path. It takes a, a perhaps a little bit longer, but you get to be mentored and trained by people who are so good. So you kind of become in the system, and maybe you start as a production assistant. You decide whether you're interested in sort of the editing uh, portion or the production portion or the camera portion. You work your way up from a, a PA to an assistant camera or um, or to an associate producer or an assistant editor, and, and that those people can help you to grow and mentor youth over time. Uh, people, because the tools have become so cheap, you know, and there's a need for instant gratification, some of the people become sort of competent at the tools but not really star performing in terms of the stories they're telling or the insights they're providing, um, but there's those exceptions. And so they're kind of two different approaches, and I think you got to look inside yourself and say, you know, who am I and, you know, how do I want to move my career forward? Yeah, no. well said, well said. Couldn't have said it better. We're talking to... The illustrious <laughs> Vern, Vern Oakley. Uh, he's the CEO of Tri Pictures, and his book, Leadership in Focus, Bring Out Your Best on Camera, is out now, and it's going to be uh, going out um, at a special discount uh, for the rest of October. We'll make sure we'll put that in the show notes. And um, throughout the interview, we've been talking about the best ways to get companies to use video to communicate uh, to key corporate messages. Um, and also, he's uh, been gracious enough to share some of his um as uh, as acting in, in um, Hollywood experiences, but the um, last question here that I normally have is is my mission statement. So my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. This was this is the reason why I created this podcast as the foundation of everything. And I get thought leaders like yourself from different parts of the world to talk about the best ways to really go about building the next set of global leaders. And I believe that we all uniquely skilled and at something, and we all have a difference that we can use to make an impact, especially given the climate. We have in the world right now, a lot of people's differences are used as um, hindrances. So I want to celebrate that. So how do you, Vern, use your difference to make a difference? Well, the way we like to say it is, you know, we want to tell the stories that help to really connect us, that help to humanize the leaders that we're serving, uh, help to humanize the companies that they lead um, to help make the world a better place. And I tend to feel that, you know, we have a lot of different institutions that lead and in government and companies and religions and NGOs, but I like to work with companies because I believe that you know if people can go out there and earn a living and support themselves and support their families, it is such a rich and powerful feeling and that helping those companies that employ – you know, hundreds of millions of people um, is really gratifying, and so that's our mission. 
Yeah, I mean, if you come and think about it, we work for most of our lives. You know, to go to school and work. And how sad of a reality does it become if you can't go to work and feel, you know, motivated? If you feel detached, you feel disenchanted and engaged. That's a very, very psychological, um, you know, that's a negative thing that can impact you psychologically. And, you know, the work that you do obviously does a good job of, of making sure that you can tweak that mentality to um, from disengagement to engagement and really promoting the authenticity and making people bring their full selves to work. So that, that's a that's a it's a tall order that you have there. But, I, I you know, it's an admirable goal that you have. Well, we keep trying to do it every day because it's it, it's fun and it's meaningful and you know it's it's new every every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, what can people find you, Vern? Um, well, we have a website for the book, which is vernoakley.com. And if people are interested in sort of seeing some examples of the corporate videos we do, that's tribepictures.com. Tribepictures.com, vernoakley.com. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes. And um, once again, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for being gracious enough to share our stories as well as the importance of, um, of using video today. And um, as I always say, ladies and gentlemen, um, you have the ability to change the world. So till next week, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.